Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Ruff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's bonus edition of Truth and Justice. Today's guest joins me by special request. If you listen to True Crime Binge, then you would have gotten an early tip about the podcast Murder in Alliance. This incredible series was hosted and created by my good friend Maggie Freeling. And let me tell you, she took us all on a wild ride. So much so that Zach practically begged me to get Maggie on the show to talk about the emotional ups and downs of her work. And when Zach speaks... I occasionally listen. Maggie's here with me today to discuss Murder and Alliance and just to catch up and talk about several upcoming projects. All of that right after the break. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications. And that's why yesterday I knew that he did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From something else, The Marshall Project and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Margaret, how are you? I'm great. How are you? (laughs) <laughs> good did you get some new work done or are you just showing more chest meat than normal um i, like I think i did have tatt- some more work done since the last time i saw you probably it seems like extra tattoos that you get going on there <laughs> yeah so, i think i definitely have work done so what's new there uh probably this whole area but yeah so yeah so a whole area is covered that wasn't covered before <laughs> i'm not crazy <laughs> no you're not crazy <laughs> It's not like a little bit of work done. <laughs> it's a, it's a good amount of work, yeah. So how are things? You're still uh, still rocking it out in New York. Yes, I am. Um, I'm actually going to be in Mexico next week, so I'm very excited for Me- va- is that vacation for vacation and not work. Isn't that incredible? That sounds pretty amazing. Where are you going in in Mexico? Uh, Mexico City, and then we're going to be in the uh, Cancun area in Acamal. Nice. I'm going to Mexico actually. Zach's going with me, myself and Zach and our wives and a couple other friends are all going to Cancun in April. Nice. That's amazing. Cannot get cannot get here sooner. We Maggie I and I were just talking about before we got on how like it's it's nice, especially during this that I live like out in the middle of nowhere. I have like a compound and I don't see anybody, but I'm losing my fucking mind right yeah. now. <laughs> like yeah. after just months of just sitting here in the same place over and over again. Plus Michigan's not super great in the winter. 
Oh no, I'm sure it's really snowy. Um, are you going to do CrimeCon this year? I don't know. I but I was just talking to Captain about this the other day, mm. and I haven't got anything from them asking me to come. I feel like they're snubbing me. Well, I don't think anyone's heard from anybody because that's what I'm hearing from other people too. Like maybe it not it won't even happen. Yeah, because it's going to be it's but it's supposed to be in like April, isn't it? Captain was the one who said to me he hasn't gotten an invite. Oh, I thought he well he said he had a code. Maybe they sent it to him a while back. Oh, maybe I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of wishy. I really enjoyed being at CrimeCon last last time. It's good to see everybody. I don't know if I feel like going to Vegas, and it's going to be right after that Mexico trip, so we'll see. We'll oh, see wow, first it if is. they ask me to go. Yeah, and, and it's like sandwiched right between. I'm going to Mexico in April, and then I'm going to um, Montana in May. Mm, I love so Montana. Oh, I just booked our so that's a that's a backpacking and hunting trip I'm going on, but I just booked. Our fan, so you guys get to hear me and Maggie just catching up because we've <laughs> talked a little while. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> but, but just just last night I just booked our we have we haven't done a family vacation with the kids in like over two years now, so we just booked a big vacation this summer and we're going to Montana with the kids. Nice, pretty excited about. It. I was uh, we asked the two teenagers, we're like, all right, we can go where you want because we were we were supposed to go to Hilton Head Island last year and COVID canceled that. And then this year we have the kids for spring break and Bella's got a volleyball tournament. And so we're like, we're going to go somewhere this summer. You want beach or mountains? And I was like, beach or mountains, 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 mountains. mountains. <laughs> not much of a beach guy. And they chose mountains. So we're. Oh, well, you're already out. doing the beach. So you can't do beach again. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So we're flying out to uh, Missoula and heading up to Big Fork, Montana. And we're just nice. staying in an Airbnb on Swan Lake. It's oh, that's awesome. Ugh, Montana's so gorgeous. If I could disappear, that's where I would disappear too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's where I want to go when I retire. I, ne- yeah. I, need to make, I need to make enough money that I can just go somewhere with no internet. <laughs> just live in mountains and then, and then <sighs> be, you know, go nuts there because I'm in my compound and don't see anybody. Yeah. With mountains to look at instead of just. Mud, which is what we have here in Michigan right now. Oh, that sounds lovely. Oh, so how were your holidays? They were holiday. Uh, they were fine. You know, I got to <laughs> yeah. just sit on my couch, which was really nice, and not see anybody, which was also really nice. <laughs> nice. How's How's Kevin? <laughs> He's good. Yeah, we he had off all week, so that was really nice to just have the week off together. Sweet. Yeah. Um, did you get any good prizes for Christmas? You know, we're not big uh, present people. I don't really believe in those things. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> we we did, you know, it's nothing exciting. We got each other like camping equipment, which is like thrilling. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you should take it up to Northwest Montana and I know, I know. All those beautiful trails. I, I it's really the want place to. place in the world. Montana's like 80% public land still. That's why well, that's what um, John Harden does. He does like a Montana trip every year. Yeah, his Montana trip got canceled, so he wound up doing um, Utah this year. Uh, I forget where in Utah. But yeah, that's what Harden does. Oh, I absolutely love it there. My wife and I don't do much gifts for each other either. We, we actually, so this is, they're not a sponsor right now, but we bought each other Brooklinen robes Ooh. for Christmas. <laughs> I did. I bought Brooklinen sheets. I really liked them. Do you like the robes? Yeah, so I've had the sheets and the and the towels forever, and they've been a sponsor for years and years. I, okay. I don't have a current code, or I would give it away. But we were we had gone out with some friends, possibly were overserved, and we're like, "What do we do with each other for Christmas?" And she's like, 
and I was ordering new sheets because we wanted to get another because our puppy tore up our, our, our sheets. And she's like, we should get each other those robes. And so we did. And now me being a big feller, I've never had the experience of wrapping up in a robe. Because, <laughs> you know, you go to a hotel, the, like a nice hotel and yeah. you have the robes. They're yeah, still well, too small for you? Yeah, when you're 6'1", 280 pounds, and you get yeah. out of the shower and put the robe on. Those things, like, drag on the floor for me. That's, like, really. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Yeah, not for me. So I never, like, I can't move yeah. my arms. I'm stuck in them. Uh, but they have, like, a, like an extra, extra large one that I ordered from Brooklyn. And, and just the other day, I got out of, for the first time in my adult, my entire life at 42 years old, I got out of a shower and stepped out and put that big, giant robe on. And it was, I wore it for the rest of the day. It was, oh, it was that's like the so day nice. after Christmas. That's yeah. a, a nice robe is so worth it. Like, I should do that. The Brooklinen is where it's at. My wife says it's the nicest robe she's ever had. And she is tiny like you. So she's had years of practice wearing robes and still says yeah. it's the best one. Well, that's good. It's We bought each other robes, or I bought robes last year during COVID. And I was like, yeah, we'll sit around in robes. And they just weren't good robes. So they just weren't, you know, you didn't want to sit around in them. I'm like, I'd rather do the- be wearing a big t-shirt. Yeah. Right. Didn't do the job. <laughs> didn't do, didn't do the job. A big t-shirt, which is like a medium for you, right? Yeah, a medium exactly. down to your knees. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did want, other than just, just, just catching up, I did right. want to have you on and talk a little bit. You were, you were specially requested. For really? one of our bonus episodes Aww. by Zach. Oh, uh, I love Zach. On the follow up. <laughs> as, as, as soon as we, I said, you know, we're going to be just doing, you know, interviews in the interim between these two seasons. And the first thing he said, he said, will you please have Maggie on and talk to her about Murder and Alliance? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and what you went through, went through. And I, I remember I texted you. So you were on True Crime Binge talking about it when it was like first launching, yeah. it was first coming out. Um, so you can listen to that episode if you want to hear all about like you know the the background and stuff of the podcast. But it's uh, well, you tell it, it. It's an investigative, real time podcast you were doing. Um, and I'll let you kind of break down what the what the case was and what the what the show was about. Yeah. So so the podcast uh, Murder and Alliance was about a case that I covered when I was doing Unjust and Unsolved. So I did a 45-minute episode about the murder of Yvonne Lane and the potential wrongful conviction of David Thorne back in 1999. Um, So Yvonne Lane was murdered April Fool's Day morning, 1999, brutally murdered, uh, virtually decapitated while three of her children were home and her ex-boyfriend and the father of one of her five kids uh, David Thorne was convicted for it. Um, and basically the way the investigation went down, the lifestyle Yvonne had presented many, many, many better suspects than David, who has always um, proclaimed his innocence for 22 years. So that's really uh, the the basis of the podcast. And I got on the ground investigating with our mutual good friends, Jason Baldwin, John Harden, Danny Waxler from Jason's organization, Proclaim Justice. Yeah, and and the podcast was fantastic. I was following along the whole way, and it's it's a similar approach to kind of Truth and Justice, where you're, you know, kind of in real time, week by week, you're going in doing the investigation, writing the episodes, and and I somehow fell behind like one or two episodes, and Zach came in to record our follow up one week, and he's like. Oh my God, are you talking? Have you talked to Maggie? Is she okay? <laughs> and I was like, 
I was like, is she? I, she I think you even fine. texted me like, are you okay or something? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, because it was like a, a yeah. week later because yeah. I hadn't listened. I'm like, I don't know. Maggie's usually okay. What's wrong? with? And he's like, have you heard the latest episode? I'm like, no. And so, and he didn't want to spoil it. So then they left and I, I popped the episode on and I was out here working, listening. And then I heard uh, the, the shift in the podcast and, and, and we heard a lot of your emotions going into that. And that's when I text you. I was like, oh my God. But I was probably, by the time you recorded that until I heard it, it was probably a month later. Yeah. Uh, so, so <laughs> <It> <laughs> recovered by then. But can you talk about like, like, like what happened? Then I get into like how, like, like how that affects us as podcasters when we have to deal with something like this. Yeah. So this is something that, you know, I don't know if you've dealt with, but it's always a, a possibility when you're dealing with people who say that they were wrongfully convicted for a crime. You know, there's always the possibility that that's not true. And so when I went into this investigation, I was pretty convinced of his innocence. I mean, you know, for 15 episodes, the listeners are too. I mean, we're all, you know, gung-ho about David Thorne being innocent just based on, like I said, just how messed up everything was, better suspects. Yvonne was a sex worker. Um, the, you know, the lifestyle she was living, she had a lot of people she was having relationships with, um, people who were angry at her. And so it really took the PIs coming in, John and Danny, to do the actual, redo the investigation, similar to what you do. You know, once somebody's convicted, uh, you basically right. have to redo it to find new evidence. So that's what we were doing. Um, again, the same as you. And what happened was, is what we actually found was more evidence of David's guilt. And we didn't find anything that we found exonerating. And when he was confronted with this, he did not react in a way that um, they have seen innocent people react, or I have as well. And you could hear the phone call I have with him when I confront him. And, and so we really, I had known David for quite a while at that point, almost two years, and was just really struggling with what the fuck just happened. I just invested mm -hmm. almost two years into this person trying to free them from prison for something that myself and many, many, many people are convinced he didn't do. And only to have the investigator say, hey, Maggie, you know what? I don't, I, I actually think he did this. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
it was, I would say, one of the most powerful podcast episodes I've ever. And maybe it just, I don't think so, because Zach kind of had the same reaction. But I don't know if if it hit me a little different because I've been in that position as far as doing the real time. When I start a season, I don't know where it's going to go. You know, you 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 do your your due diligence and your research ahead of time and believe you have a you know an innocent person you're helping but when you start digging in you don't know what you're going to find um but you you shared on that episode your reaction your real emotional react and it was especially as your friend it was gut-wrenching <laughs> to listen to you going through that yeah. um, like w- w- was that a choice you made i know i know you're part of the obsessed network i don't know if there's any creative control who made the decision to let the audience hear that, to let the audience be there with you during that is a better way to put it, I think. I did. Um, you know, it's really, I, I'm always recording. So, you know, that was a real conversation in the car we were having. And they actually told me not to record, which I was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just wanted to talk, re- real talk, which we were, and have this conversation. And they just didn't want to, you know, be careful of what they were saying for any reason. So they said, turn it off. And of course I wouldn't, but I would, you know, I wouldn't air anything without their permission either way. So right. I I got it all the most real conversation we had had on tape. And, and you know, I sent it to them after the fact and said, Hey guys, mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to play some of this. So it, it was my decision. And I thought it was important to show that to listeners to show that there is a real process and there are real people involved and there are real emotions and feelings involved on all sides. Like we're not robots. I'm not a robot. Um, and, and I thought that was really important to show. Yeah. And it was, and your whole kind of delivery style is to take the listener along the ride with you. But it was, it, it, it was one of the things you were, you were, you know, you've, you invested all this time that your time could have been spent in other places. You put your reputation on the line during this. These are all the things that were that were kind of coming out. It was you could tell it was just everything was hitting you all at one time, and you were letting it come out. What I, I know what I think about it, but what do you? How do you feel it affected your your reputation as an investigative journalist, investigative podcaster, whatever we are anymore? <laughs> you were like a real journalist before. But. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah. um, or am, I guess. Um, yeah. No, I think it actually worked exactly how I wanted it to because people came out of that and, well, they were sympathetic for me, which is not what I wanted at all. That's not what I was trying to show. But, you know, people, I had a lot of people reaching out, a lot of people reaching out, a lot of people tweeting and just thanking me for showing vulnerability in the reporting and the the full transparency of everything. you know, just saying there's not enough of that in in reporting. And when you take listeners on a journey, you know, they wanted to hear every bit and see every bit. And I was fortunate to have the ability to do that, have enough episodes to do that. That's really difficult to do when you're only doing six or seven episodes. Luckily, I had the space to to do that. And I think it it worked really well. You know, I I was worried about my credibility because, again, like I went in hard saying this guy's innocent and we we don't really think that anymore. Um, But 
it was a good thing, listeners thought, to see that we can change our minds and we don't have to, you know, they mentioned other podcasts, you know, similarly covering up the evidence when they found out like, oh, this isn't working the way I want it to and my story is now ruined. So they were really grateful that I didn't take it in a different direction and try to just brush it aside, which just would have been unethical. Yeah. And I, I think it showed incredible amounts of of credibility. And and I listening to it, I always thought for myself, I've been through not quite like that, but similar to that experience and really try to keep my emotions out of it. But one thing that when you do this kind of work, especially innocence work, you always have that other side, right? That's like, well, you're just a mm-hmm. chill for the defense or you just, you need them to be innocent to make your story, mm-hmm. all these things. What they don't, they don't understand is that, you know, you, me, a lot of us, you know, Robbie and Susan and Colin, you know, that do the Undisclosed podcast, you know, people I'm friends with that do this type of work, that, that no, we have a legitimate goal of finding the truth and finding justice. And mm-hmm. we're, when we're fighting, it's because the evidence is showing us we have something to fight for. Mm-hmm. And, but we're, we're never going to lie to our audience and we're never going to hide it. I had it. So in, in my season eight case, it was a similar yeah. situation where, which case was that? That was the Deb Perringer case. Okay. Um, the woman and her parents that were killed in the in the house. And I didn't come to the conclusion that she was guilty. I didn't have time to, but but there was definitely that shift because she ended up dying of COVID in prison. Hmm. Um, right in the midst of this. Right. But as I started to uncover evidence, and I was sharing with my audience, but I kept kind of that emotional part out and was just like, look, this seems to point towards her guilt. And if this shakes out the way that I think it's going to shake out, then, you know, that would be the end of the season. We're going to yeah. have to stop. And it's, it's, it's tough, but, but, but your audience got to hear you. My audience didn't, didn't, wasn't <laughs> in here for me throwing shit off my desk and, <laughs> and, and having my temper tantrums over like, you know, what the fuck? Why did why, so, I, how mean, did I get myself into this? Well, yeah. And it was, There's a lot of that. I mean, beyond just, you know, the recording, which I guess, you know, we talked for like an hour, but I mean, it was like months of me like processing and like beating myself up and being like, what the fuck did you just do? Like, what are you, what Mm -hmm. is this? Like, yeah, it's a lot. It's really jarring. And I was like, how can I even trust myself anymore when I believed something so wrong? It was probably one of the most difficult and self-reflective situations I've ever been in. So, so what have you done with that? I, I'm assuming that you haven't given up podcasting forever, no. uh, and you're <laughs> no uh, that you're you're moving on to new projects. So, what, so what have you done with that for moving forward? And also on that note, what are what do you have what do you have coming up? Yeah, so. I did take a, a significant break. I mean, once the podcast was over, anyway, I needed to do other things. Um, but I, I took time between to just really process and think about, you know, what is it that I want to do? Because, you know, not only was that an emotional roller coaster, it was just physically exhausting traveling all the time. And I'm sure as you know, it's just exhausting. So took a couple months and now I am back. I am doing a podcast with Captain. Um, (laughs) we are doing, Yes, with Obsess Network, uh, we are doing a podcast on Brian Schaefer, and oh, it's wow. going to be very that's, that's exciting. That's Captain's favorite case. Oh, we know it's Captain's favorite case. 
Uh, Patrick's really obsessed with it too. So Patrick wanted to do it and Captain obviously wanted to do it. And then they were like, who are we going to get to produce this? And it's me. So that's (laughs) exciting. I'm going to be in Ohio this month with Captain. Cool. And we should do a meetup. Yeah, no, we should. How far are you from him? Uh, About four hours. Close enough that we could meet somewhere. We, we were just I was just talking to Captain, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was just, <laughs> just talking to Captain the other day that we want to do like a live event, meet up somewhere between us sometime soon. So maybe we can time that for a while. We should, yeah. Around. I mean, this project's going to be ongoing for the year or so, you know, mm-hmm. if not now, soon. I know Patrick really wants to do do that. So there's that. And then I am doing wrongful conviction work. I am working with Jason Flom on wrongful conviction work. So we're doing Wrongful Conviction with Maggie Freeling, which I'm very excited about. Oh, so wait, so you're going to be on the Wrongful Conviction podcast of yes of Jason Flom's? You're gonna, yes. There's going to be a whole segment a for whole, Maggie Freeling? Oh, there's a whole Maggie podcast, yeah. So we're working on uh, nailing awesome. down those cases right now. Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, really, really grateful that Jason wanted to work with me. You know, as we all know, he is like the wrongful conviction guy. So it's I such don't, a cool guy. He's one of my favorite yeah, people in the world. I mean, I he's the himself. most amazing person, like truly amazing mm-hmm. human. Um, so I'm so grateful for that. And there's a bunch of other stuff that I can't really talk about yet. But I took a break. I kind of <laughs> disappeared from social media, from everywhere. And now 2022, there's a lot happening. That's awesome. So the 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 project with uh with Captain, is that gonna be a a long form series like Murder and Alliance type deal? Yeah, not as long. Um, I think we're thinking, you know, closer to seven to ten episodes, um, like a mini mm-hmm. a mini investigation. But yeah, yeah, we have we've locked down a lot of people. Um it's gonna be exciting. Patrick is convinced we're gonna find Brian. So that's that's incredible. Any idea when that one that one might launch? I would hope by the end of the year. I think we really, you know, we want to get this going as as soon as possible. I mean, I have like five, three to five interviews when I get to Ohio in a couple weeks. So we're really like hitting mm-hmm. the ground. Captain, you know, knows this case inside and out. He knows a lot of people. He knows a lot of secrets. He knows a lot of information. So mm-hmm. he also feels pretty good about getting to the bottom of this. I'm more skeptical having worked the Maura Murray case. You know, Art and I went into that, like, we're going to find her. And then it was like two and a half years later. No. So I'm definitely a little more skeptical on actually finding Brian Schaefer, but we'll see. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Captain, well, Captain is always the optimist. I think from that, I had him on True Crime Binge to talk about that case uh, last yeah. year. Yeah. And he was convinced then that, yeah. So I'm, I'm rooting for you guys. I think that's awesome. It's a cool case. And, and the two of you guys working together will be really cool. Speaking of Maura Murray, it just reminded me, was it like a month or two ago? They, there were like some remains found mm-hmm. and they were thinking they might have been more. Did anything c- come of that? Did yes, they do any they're testing? not. I don't know. I never followed up to see whose they were, but they're not Maura's. Yeah. Ah, so we're still right back where, right back where, right we back where we started, per usual. Um, <laughs> yeah, I that case. I mean, that case is also a letdown. Like Art and I really thought we could figure something out. We could shake some trees, and God, we we f- did that in 2016, 2017, and it's twenty twenty two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now was that so? Did you guys do the the docu series that was uh, after? Tim and Lance had already been doing the yeah, yeah. the podcast for a while, right? So it had been years of investigating. Yes, case. yes. And Renner, Renner, Renner's book had just come out. Um, he already had his blog, but his book had just come out. So there was Tim and Lance's stuff, Renner stuff, and then we did the TV show. And uh, I, I, I still firmly believe she is like buried on private property. And uh, she was abducted somewhere. And yeah. I think she's on private property that just they won't be able to search. I mean, there was property down that road that we know was private hunting grounds that would be ideal to bury somebody because it's private and it's hunting land and why not? And it can't be searched. So, yeah, I wasn't too confident about the remains on on the ski mountain. That seemed kind of not a place I would want to leave somebody. But right. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't it, it was it was too far away from for her to have walked there, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely for her to walk there, but in terms of, you know, somebody picking her up and abducting her, it it was actually pretty close to the crash site. And we had always heard rumors about, you know, these guys that worked on Loon Mountain. We actually stayed over at, at Loon Mountain one time when we were doing this to investigate that area and people because there were, were always rumors about it. So it was interesting they found remains there because a lot of people did think it was her. Right. So do you have a, I'm assuming you've read into the Brian Schaefer case quite a bit to now. Do you have any preliminary theories before we, we can put you on record before you start investigating? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't think he's alive. I'll put it that way. I mean, I don't know exactly uh-huh. what happened, but I don't think he's alive. Uh, I, I, You know, if he's alive, he disappeared himself or he's, abducted and being held somewhere but in terms of disappearing yourself like you know i know captain has heard theories that he ran away to start a new life because he was transgender or gay um you know those are some things in the rumor mill but from working the Maura murray case and talking to experts on disappearing yourself um it's so incredibly difficult it is so mm-hmm. beyond difficult to do it and then to stay hidden for this long, I just don't think he's alive. So where is he? How did he die? I don't know, but I definitely don't think he's alive. Yeah. Captain was pitching some uh, ideas to me about possibly there was a theory out there that he was uh, chopped up and put into the band's 
case, like mm-hmm. their, their music mm-hmm. instrument cases and hauled out, or there was like construction going on next door that mm-hmm. maybe he's under some concrete somewhere, mm-hmm. or there was a river there. I don't know what theory uh, uh, Captain tends to lean to, but there was a, it's a weird case. For those of you guys that don't know, look up the Brian. You can listen on True Crime Binge or just listen to True Crime Garages episodes yeah. on it, but. Yeah, a guy walks into a nightclub. He see, he was on camera, right? Did yeah. they have him on camera coming in? He, well, that was the, that's the weird thing. If he if he left, there's always a possibility he he's physically still inside. Um, but if he left, he wasn't caught on any cameras leaving. So yeah, they cut to catch this guy on camera going in, and then the club closes down and everybody leaves, and he's never seen coming back out, and yeah. then never seen again. Never seen again. So. It's really bizarre. It's a very bizarre case. And not not really anybody covers it. I mean, there's no no major podcasts on it. There's a few smaller podcasts on it. No major podcasts on it besides True Crime Garage. They cover it when they can. There's no TV shows. I think there was like one disappeared episode back in the day. So mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting. And I think that's what compelled Patrick to want to cover it and really try and shake the trees on this because it has not been particularly national attention like like a Mort Murray case. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing that. Do you guys have a working title yet? No. No. no <laughs> we don't title. really know anything yet other than I'm going to be in Ohio <laughs> with Captain in a couple weeks. <laughs> right. You mean the Captain doesn't have this all mapped out and, no. and strategized for you all? Hell no. That man barely answers emails, please. Like, Right. I see I see our assistant like emailing like hey just bump in this to the top of your inbox and I text him I'm like can you just fucking check your email please I'm like I don't feel like seeing this poor girl like try to wrangle you he's like what the hell I told her to text me I'm like just answer emails just answer emails <laughs> That that would be the captain Yeah uh and w- when can we hear you on so the, so wrongful conviction his his thing is like, like I had Laura Nightwriter on and and I've had mm-hmm. Jason on both on True Crime Binge and there's like it, it's tricky to find because there's like one podcast feed. There's and then one like feed, <laughs> multiple podcasts within the feed. Yes. So, so when will the Maggie Freeling podcast within so, the Wrongful Conviction podcast come out? We are not sure yet. I hope soon. This has been uh-huh. a very long time uh, in the making. Um, we're working on the pilot right now, just trying to figure out, you know, which episode's the best to put out uh, first. You know, with Unjust and Unsolved, mm-hmm. I did Ronnie Long, who had just been freed. Um, so he was the first mm-hmm. episode I did. So we're trying to find a really good one for this season. Nice. And, and is, are you gonna, ever going to go back to Unjust Unsolved, or is that kind of just shifted over to the I don't wrongful know. conviction? I mean, it's two different networks, so, you know, right. that's, that's a whole other thing. But... Always going to be with Obsessed, love them to death, obsessed with them, obsessed with Patrick. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's fluidity in everything, so I don't know. Um, you know, the format's going to be different for this. We're trying to figure out, you know, Unjust was a really heavy lift to do that kind of production work on my own. Mm-hmm. It was really, really hard. I have a big team now, which is great. So we're just trying to figure out, you know, what can we do to make it different, but better, but still, you know me and and what I like to do. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm very much looking forward to all of your projects and I appreciate you coming on. And you have, I mean, as I'm sitting here listening to this, you've, you've completely taken over the true crime podcast space. Oh, just, that's like, not true. Like, <laughs> you're everywhere. Like, like, oh yeah, I do podcasts with all the big true crime podcasts. Well, I so did. 
Listen, I did get a message, a tweet from Payne Lindsay inquiring if I wanted to work with him. And I was like, yes, obviously, Payne Lindsay, hello. And then I never heard back from him. Oh, well, he never tweeted at me and asked me to work with him. So you are <laughs> the the true crime boss lady of all true crime. So congratulations on all Thanks. these these new opportunities. And congratulations on, on Murder and Alliance. I know it didn't shake out the way that you had hoped, but I think that it's still, it's, for those of you that haven't listened to it, it's, it's a fantastic journey and it is a great, a, a great snapshot of, of some awesome investigative work, great investigative journalism and some integrity in journalism when things don't go as according to plan that that's what you, you get to hear the, the real Maggie when, <laughs> when everything blows up on her face. <laughs> Literally in that moment, everything blew up on me and I saw my fucking world crashing. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, but thank you for that. You handled it well, and I will let you go. I just wanted to, there's, you were Zach's special request, so I wanted to make sure I have you on, and it's good to catch up with you, and um, probably have you on True Crime Binge again once all, yes, all one of please. your 15 new projects I know, seriously. I miss you. I miss you guys. Thank you, Zach, for wanting to hear from me. <laughs> but yeah, you guys are the best. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. Produced and edited by Mike Bussing and sound engineered by Shane Yoder. All music for the show is created, composed, and scored by PutThemInASong.com, who also mixed and mastered this episode. All of our font across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. You can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, TruthAndJusticePod.com where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Charlena White, Kay Wood Yomnick, Ginger Fiola, Edith Swanneck, Lindsay Pease, Erica Cantor, and Jen Reese Incandela. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in a number of ways. To financially support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. On the Patreon page, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we also have reward levels. For just $5 a month, you get access to ad-free versions of all of our episodes and behind-the-scenes videos of the creation of our Friday follow-up episodes that always include 10 to 30 minutes of pre-show bonus chat. Other reward levels include t-shirts, hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. To become a patron, just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You can also help us out by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the companies that sponsor this program. If you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is to engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page. For all of you tweeters, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. And I personally can be found on social media at Bob Ruff Truth, and Mike can be found at Murb Gaming. M-U-R-R-B-G-A-M-I-N-G. 
don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice. Ford Ranger, a vehicle for all terrains and every passion. It's a workmate, a playmate, and to its drivers, a soulmate. So how do you improve the Ford Ranger? You go all in. The all-new Ford Ranger, the UK's best-selling pickup. Now available with rear bumper steps, tailgate workbench, and enlarged load box that can fit a Euro pallet. Go break it in. Search all-new Ford Ranger. Ford Pro, driving productivity. According to SMMT data, features may be optional extras with additional cost. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.